Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. got some happier hosts not because matt fortuna has left the building thank you to matt fortuna great stuff marquette coming home baby there we go my money honey there we go shake it out shake it out shake it out short underdog shaka as a dog coming through 64 63 marquette on the road beating kansas state goodness gracious betting Shaka Smart as a dog has been enjoying, uh, has been beautiful. I think he's 4-0 as outright as a dog. 4-2 against the spread, 4-0, uh, though. It was definitely a sweat. Outright wins. It was a sweat, but we got there. All right, let's not waste any more time, though, because we got a great guest coming on, good friend of ours, staying up late for us there in the Twin Cities. It is Paul Charchian. Mr. Charch, how are you on this Wednesday evening? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you again, guys. I know it's been a few weeks, but I'm delighted to be back on the show. Let's stick right where you sit. Not in your house, but in that city. You're welcome here. I need to know, with Thielen out, Cook questionable, K.J. Osborne, his props have been flying. (laughs) I think it was like 34.5 receiving yards. Now last look at DraftKings, 41.5. What is your yeah. expectation of K.J. Osborne on Thursday night with the news of Thielen officially being ruled out? Okay, here's what most people don't know about K.J. Osborne, and I'm glad to have a chance to, to break this down a little bit for you. 
First thing to understand, Thielen and Jefferson comprised 81% of the team's wide receiver targets. So they were getting basically all of it. So, and KJ Osborne was the slot receiver. So the real question that people need to understand is, is KJ Osborne going to stay the slot receiver or are they going to use him to go run Thielen's routes where he'd be part of that 81% of, of, of pass plays that were going to those guys? And here's the answer. The next receiver up is D.D. Westbrook. He's only a slot receiver. They're going to kick K.J. Osborne out. He's going to run the Thielen routes, and that's going to potentially put him on a good game here, especially if Joe Hayden doesn't go as expected. So I like the over in this one, and I think Osborne, he's not, he's not going to do everything Thielen can do, and he's not as good as Thielen, but he's not bad. And, again, running those routes. I like the over here. So let's stick with the Vikings wide receivers. Justin Jefferson went nuts, you know, against the Lions. He's done that a handful yeah. of times this year. So, you know, as as bookmakers, uh, they can't go crazy. They can't go overboard because then you're going to get people pounding the under. So they've right. set the number at 92 and a half. That's a, that's a high number, but Jefferson has been one to get triple digits quite often. No, as we've talked about, no Thielen. How often is Kirk Cousins looking towards Jefferson come Thursday night? He'll throw to Jefferson with abandon, and even if the Steelers, as they should, will double cover Jefferson and put extra extra attention on him, a lot of times it doesn't matter. Jefferson is arguably the league's best route runner. He gets so much separation, and he's so crafty. They'll still they'll manufacture ways to get him the ball. I think there's almost no chance they decoy him here. We've seen Jefferson go over that 91 in first halves of games, and that's that is potentially on on target here too. I lean over on Jefferson as well. And just because I'm taking uh, over on Osborne at whatever, 41, doesn't mean we can't also go over on Jefferson. Both those things are not mutually exclusive. And then just sticking with that game to put a, a bow on it, Charts, as we talked to Paul Charchian, uh, always appreciate his insight, as always, at Paul Charchian on Twitter. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Chase Claypool, you know, De Deontay yeah. Johnson goes nuts last week, too. He has a big game. Najee Harris has the backfield. Anything jumping out at you, uh, whether it be over or under for the Steelers come tomorrow night. Yeah, so the emergence of, of tight end Pat Fryermuth has been really pretty exceptional for the Steelers, and it looks like they've got their their great young, next great young tight end. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe their only great young tight end. I can't remember another great young <laughs> tight end for the Steelers. But here's what you need to know. The most important thing, Vikings getting back their, their linebackers that had stymied tight ends all season up until the last couple of games when Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr went out. When those guys are on the field, this is the best tight end defense in the league. And so I would be really cautious about Pat Fryermuth. Mm. I don't know his number right now. 35 and a half. 35 and a half. I, I was going to say I'm putting him on like a 29-yarder. I would be really, really cautious here. Because this is the one element of the Vikings defense that has been awesome all season long with Kendricks and Barr, and they are back for this game. And let me ask you this just real quickly, because I've, I've seen this mentioned a little bit on Twitter, and I'm curious your thoughts. So I just pulled it up at DraftKings. So it's 35 and a half receiving yards for Pat Fryermuth. His longest reception is set at 16 and a half. So from what you say about the Vikings linebackers, are for him to sneak past him and get a long reception, is is that less likely? So 16 and a yeah. half, is that a, a good look under? It's a lot less likely. Okay. Yeah, you know, Eric Hendricks might be the best uh, the best pass receiving, guarding uh, linebacker in the league. I'd be I'd show a lot of caution. I like the under 16 and a half for longest as well. You know, where Fryer has been, has been really valuable is in the end zone. Vikings don't allow touchdowns either. 
And that's um, and that's another area that you could potentially exploit here. Fryermuth is very unlikely to score because, again, no tight end had scored on, on this team up until the last couple of weeks. Talking to Char- uh, Paul Charchian at Chart uh, at Chart at Paul Charchian. <laughs> There's just so many things going in my head right now. Uh, GNTLeagues.com. Make sure to check out that website as well. All right, let's get to Sunday. Um, and you know what? Uh, across the league, Justin Fields is back. Uh, yeah, yeah, are there props there? Uh, Josh Allen rushing yards. I know is one that people love to to play the overs, uh, but he's got Tampa Bay this week. Uh, anything that's jumping out at you when you head to Sunday? I think the most fascinating matchup for sure is Patrick Mahomes and what to do with him against the Raiders. Massive conundrum for fantasy owners and for anybody who's betting this game. So in week 10, Mahomes ambushed the, the, the Raiders for 400 yards and five touchdowns. But the five games around that Las Vegas game, he was averaging 218 yards and 0.4 scores. To give you a sense of how bad 218 yards and 0.4 scores is, one NFL quarterback is worse than that over those five-game stretch, and it's Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is 31st-ranked quarterback other than that Raiders game over the past six games. And so in the Raiders' secondary on the whole this year has been fantastic. Casey Hayward, Nate Hobbs have been great at cornerback. Um, the, three of the past five quarterbacks to face the Raiders have been held under 196 yards. This to me is, it feels like a trap game for everybody who remembers Mahomes <laughs> ambushing Las Vegas in week 10 and forgetting all of the games around it. I think this is a, I think this has got trap written all over it. You know, Paul, of course, we know that Darren Waller's battling some injuries and Hunter Renfro comes to mind, but who's the other Raiders pass catcher that's going to benefit, you know, from these extra opportunities? Well, I want to believe it was good. It's going to be Frank Moreau, but I thought that last week and I'd have been dead wrong about that. Kansas City's pass defense has been so good and it turned around. It was so bad through the first five, six weeks of the season, turned around almost, almost completely here. I don't know that there is another guy that you can reasonably count on. Brian Edwards has been totally hit and miss. Deshaun Jackson, same thing. They have not been able to get any consistent production out of anybody except you want to play a receiving prop for somebody from Las Vegas, figuring they got a pass. They're not, you know, not everybody's doing a whole lot. The angle might really be Josh Jacobs. The Kansas City, Kansas City allows the eighth most receptions and the third most receiving yards to running backs. So if you want if you want a receiving over to take from the Raiders, Josh Jacobs is the guy I'd go with, not knowing what the line is, but I'm tempted to take Josh Jacobs. Talk once again to Paul Charchian at Paul Charchian on Twitter. Didn't mess it up that time. Uh, <laughs> there in the Twin Cities. Um, Charch, you know, a guy that if you look back two weeks ago on Monday Night Football, just looked horrendous, and that was Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. bouncing back a little bit. Now he's got the Houston Texans this week. And, you know, looking at Russell Wilson over under sitting at 239 and a half. They're on the yeah. road, but they're at Houston. Um, is this a spot? Is, is Russell starting to get, you know, back a little bit from that injury? Are you feeling confident with Russell Wilson right now? No, not at all confident because mm-hmm. we've seen so many bad games from Russell Wilson. And I, 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 I'm not going to just chase last week's game. But then again, it's Houston. They've allowed the third most passing yards in the league. And there's a strong temptation to and strong temptation to, to, to test him here. Russell Wilson is top two, the meager threshold 
of 230 yards. Um, and uh, he's top 230 yards. He's only top 230 yards in the past two games. It's uh, it. This has been. I I just I just feel like I can't. I don't feel like I can trust him. The only upside here is Houston again giving up a lot of passing yards, and normally they also give up a lot of running yards, a lot of rushes. But nobody can run the ball for Seattle. I don't know. Can I can I just take a, an avoid and say I don't want to? I don't want to have to. I don't want to put any money on on Russell Wilson because we've all been burned too many times. Matt, I'm not allowing you. No. No. What you, no. you don't have to bet everything, no, Sean. Listen, it's smart. listen. Russell Wilson is. Oh, am I talking elite? He obviously came back before the hand was healthy. Now the hand's healthy. You got to take him against the Texans. Well, but Sean, but even when the hand was healthy, he wasn't doing much, and he was not giving us a reliable, any kind of reliable output before then either. So I don't know. I just, you know. All right, the, cigar the biggest... bet. Me and you have a cigar bet that Russell goes <laughs> I, I over like, like on of all of these bet. props. And when I come to Minnesota, I'm going to get me a fine <laughs> stick to That's smoke. That's right. I mean, I, he. How do you like whiskey? Can we make it a whiskey bet? That works too. Yeah. Well, and he's he's now chasing because he's been losing these cigar bets left and right. By the way, I just had my uh, order of Blanton's come in. Just got my six bottles. Okay. Yeah. From... You get six bottles of Blanton? Did you get different tops on all six? <laughs> No, no, there's just no people in high places. All right, oh, charts. Before we right. let you, before we let you run, let's go back to your heart. Twenty seconds. Your Vikings, a three-point favorite tomorrow night. What happens? Wrong team's favored. I think uh, this. In this is a. It's a save Mike Zimmer's job moment, and I don't think this locker room's got it in them. I really. I don't think they're going to rally around Mike Zimmer. I think he's a dead man walking. Team knows it. I don't think they're going to rally. I think they're going to lose. Looks at two. Charts, cheer up, man. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. <laughs> this is the nightcap on Beeson, the sports betting network. Thomas, look up. I'm not taking. I'm just telling the people what the score is. Uh, two to one. Two to one. You're on the Dallas Stars. Your yeah. reasoning being? Uh, Dallas is one of the better teams in the NHL. They've won uh, seven games in a row. And, uh, you're getting plus points. You don't get those opportunities that often with really good teams. Uh, you know, uh, the, Vegas is playing really good. They're starting to get healthy, but I thought there was some value with the red hot. Quality Dallas team, so I took it. Uh, we were happy. We saw uh, we saw Marquette come home. Yes, doesn't matter great how. Great to see. Gets home, sixty four, sixty three. Marquette, Shaka Smart as a dog. I think our guy Jim Root also uh, mentioned that on Twitter today. So you know, when when bright minds, or at least you know yours and Jim, and then I just kind of come in and say, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off you. But that's we, about right. We've said it on this show. <laughs> Anytime Shaka Smart is a dog, probably a good thing to back. I think they're four and two as a dog this year, and those four times covering, they won outright. So they went outright today. They were minus one and a half, or plus one and a half. Uh, they get it home. So uh, nice to see that one come home. And um, just kind of bouncing around a little bit from. Uh, well, let, let's start with Charge because you. I don't know if we. Yeah, we opened the show a little bit with this mm-hmm. with. With Pittsburgh. I don't really want anything to do with this game. Yeah, me either. I, um, it's a Thursday night standalone game, so I'll be honest. I'll probably end up betting something. 
Uh, I am fascinated by the K.J. Osborne situation. And, you know, what Charge kind of alluded to, I thought was was a great point, right? This is this is what Charge does. You right. know, he's, he's kind of one of the OGs when it comes to fantasy football. And he talked about, okay, what's going to happen with Thielen out? K.J. Osborne's a slot receiver. Well, D.D. Westbrook's the backup. He's a slot receiver. They're going to bump out K.J. Osborne. So he said he still likes <clears throat> Osborne over 41 and a half. He still leans towards the over on Justin Jefferson, but he, this is interesting to hear because he's there every day in the Twin Cities. He's a Vikings fan, and he said the wrong team's favorite. He believes that this team is, I don't know if he said quit, but he doesn't feel like they're going to rally behind Mike Zimmer, which kind of sounded like they're going to quit. See, I was going to bet Pittsburgh if everybody was like Minnesota's covering. Right. I don't don't like when people. Well, he's just one man. Yeah, I just we'll get the I still we can I'm, get the I'm still a little salty even though I had a money line against the Ravens, so I kinda got a little bit of the salt out of my mouth. Remember, Coach their inability too. to beat the Raiders in week two who were traveling cross country on a short Man, week is why not that a long of a grudge? Yeah. Wow. Almost six million bucks. <laughs> you know the amount of iced coffees I could buy with six million dollars? <laughs> Jeez. Uh they cost about what, three, four bucks a pop, yeah, so iced coffee for life. Many. Mm-hmm. Uh, over a million. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm a big iced coffee guy. You feel like it still gives you the same jolt as a regular cup I just of like coffee. it because it tastes good, to be honest. <laughs> um, so no Adam Thielen. Uh, so no what, Dalvin. What are your pl- what's your play for Pittsburgh, Minnesota? I, I got to roll with KJ Osborne over. Okay. That is going to be my my play. So we'll see. It, so you're not going to touch the game. So he's going to get one reception for six yards, and Justin Jefferson's going to have. 14 for 233. No, I also, what you know, and I there's a bunch of people out there in the prop market, fantasy market that I respect. Charge being one, Brad being another. And it's very interesting to see, you know, Brad puts up all his plays on Twitter. Um, and it's worth checking out, at Noisy Wavos. And he had under Pat Fryermuth and over KJ Osborne over Kirk Cousins' passing yards. And I thought what Charch said about Fryermuth and the defense of the Vikings was really interesting. Getting those backers back. When I looked at this, the first thing I thought was under 43. Yeah? Yeah. I could see that. I could see this being a a game where both defenses dominate. Field goals are kicked instead of touchdowns scored. Yeah, I could see it being a a 20-17 to type game easy. If this gets a three and a half, I got to play the Steelers. And I might, I, look, it's a standalone game on a Thursday, so I might end up playing the Steelers regardless. But Minnesota, I mean, look at all their games they play this year, Sean. They, every game is frustratingly close. If you're a Vikings fan or a Vikings backer, it just feels like every single game, Sean, is, is close. And I, I just, I do wonder about this Vikings team to what Charge said, you know, what, What's their mentality right now? They're five and seven. They still got a chance to make the playoffs, but he just lost to the Lions. I mean, every game this year, Sean, they lose by three to the Bengals in overtime. They lose to the Cardinals with that missed field goal. They respond. They win big against the Seahawks, and they have that ugly game against the Browns. They get the game-winning kick against the Lions. Uh, I think they win in overtime against Carolina. Every game is close. So on Thursday night, you know, the Steelers are coming off a really big win. The Vikings coming off that loss. You know, normally this would be a spot where I would want to back the Vikings. I just, I don't know. I, I am, 
they're kind of in the even though I didn't bet them last week, they're kind of in the 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 house with the tape around it. Yeah, to, to, I'm, to I'm steal just, your I'm, words. I'm going to play the under. I just okay. think if they, if they play this game ten times, it goes under six or seven. Okay. Just Thielen is kind of the the security blanket for Cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously without Thielen now, you can put you know double coverage to Jefferson. You can you know do some things to make it less likely that he beats you. But Dalvin Cook's your workhorse. Like he's your guy that can handle a lot of carries. Questionable still, right now, right? So even if he plays, it's more than likely not going to be hundred percent. And you know, Pittsburgh for whatever reason just has not been explosive on offense. Minnesota's healthier. Now than they have been on defense. I see this being a low-scoring contest. I'm actually going to play the under. All right, there you go. He's on the under. I'll go K.J. Osborne over receiving yards and Joe Hayden out uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, something that I will uh, that I will roll with there. Um, who would you – we haven't done it yet, but what, we're down to 23 folks left in survival. Wow. By the way, T.J. Watt's going to have a, a field day. Yeah. Yeah, he has 16 sacks. He's leading the NFL. And Kirk Cousins can't move. He can move better than Ben. I don't know about that. Because <laughs> at least Ben's strong. So, like, he might not go places, but he can His shake you off. His feet are in cement, man. So, yeah, so, like, Kirk is out there with ankle weights on. <laughs> like I told my guy on, on Sunday, I think he's got the heaviest shoes in the NFL. Because there cannot be an NFL-caliber athlete that's as slow as Kirk Cousins. Him and Brady in a foot race right now, I'm telling you, Brady's probably minus 250 to win. So, uh, so, <laughs> so coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, we've got an exercise. We're going to take a look at where we stand right now, uh, remaining schedules, and who we think will make the AFC and the NFC playoffs. So, uh, I guess like three quarters of the way done. Where we think, how we think this will all shape out. Um, you know, just just looking at survivor options this week as you're down to twenty three. So we've got Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Baltimore at Cleveland, Tennessee at home against Jacksonville. Uh, if you've got Tennessee available, we don't. I don't have that matrix in front yeah, of me. I'm pulling it up now. Uh, got the Jets at home to New Orleans. Taysom Hill should be cleared. He should be good to go. Like that's not what you want if you want to back the Saints. You hope he doesn't play. Who are we gonna get in there? Anybody's better. Ian Book. Any, anyone's <laughs> better. Time to open the book up. Yeah. Um. Chargers home to the Giants. Uh, probably Chargers have been utilized quite a bit. So, uh, I mean, Green Bay is one of the biggest favorites of the week. They're home to Chicago. But once again, they've either been used or you're saving them for Christmas Day. Uh, do you think Green Bay laying that big number? Justin Fields is back. That news coming out today. Okay. Night game, Lambeau Field. This, I mean, as we saw last time, Aaron Rodgers told the whole city of Chicago and their fan base, I own you, with a couple different words in there. And then today, he doubled down on it, which I loved. Does Green Bay come out and smash Chicago? Yeah, Chicago's done. Like, this should be a cakewalk for the Packers, actually. And before uh, the 28 went down to 25, 13 of the 20 or 13 of the 28 had already used Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So that would mean that there are quite a few more than half that's still 15 to be exact that have Green Bay available. I'm not sure the five that lost where they're at on this matrix, but I would see a lot of people in Circus Survivor having Green Bay this week. Home, big favorite, 
the tricky the tricky part is Green Bay plays on Christmas Day against Cleveland. Well, at this point, I got to get to I got to get. That's to true. Christmas. I mean that that's that's yeah, the way yeah, you have yeah, to look at yeah. it because Arizona and Indianapolis early on in the year, another Christmas Day game, looked like okay, Arizona's going to be a, a lock, not a lock, but yeah, the, the they're play. still a lock. Indianapolis is playing really well. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of 17 people had Arizona available. So a lot of people are saving Arizona for Christmas. Now, do you flip-flop because it's Cleveland? Cleveland preseason you thought might be available, so. Nah, I'm going I'm going Green, Green Bay. Bay this yeah, week. I got to get the next week. That's true. Yeah. At 20, with 23 left, you got to survive and advance. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We'll take a look at the playoff situation in both the AFC and the NFC. Who do we think will be Headed to the postseason come mid-January. It's the Nightcap here on VC. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. is here right now when you sign up for our $99 mid-season football special you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store get all our expert sports betting analysis insights and data for the rest of the football season plus 20 bucks to buy VEASAN sports betting hats shirts mugs and other great gear hurry this is a limited time offer so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe already one winner in the books we're feeling good we got marquette home running 64 63 as a short dog on the road thank you very much shaka smart as yeah, a dog yeah and now puckstradamus with his new piece uh to the wardrobe the uh the og mickey hat I appreciate with puckstradamus on the back yeah. i guess it's uh so far so good now we're only halfway home so i'm gonna mush or jinx anybody but uh your star is up 3-1 right now. Yeah, I think – and listen, I just thought there was value there. Dallas is really good. But the one team that I know in the Na- National Hockey League that you're never safe is the Vegas Knights. Like, they can score a bunch of goals in a hurry. So, I'm glad I'm up 3-1 instead of down 3-1. But I'm not at all in a position where I feel like, okay, three will be enough. Dallas will need to score a couple more goals. Vegas is really, really good offensively. So we will keep an eye on that midway through the second period. Stars leading the Knights 3-1. to one. Uh, We've got a little hoops going on right now. Golden State and Portland 50-47. to 47. No Dame time uh, as he is out for the fifth consecutive game there. I'm hearing whispers that Dame might be finally willing to be put on the trading block. Really? Yeah. Well, it's just... Team in Los Angeles. Maybe Russell Westbrook can be traded so, again. And I brought that up to say this. <laughs> the most likely landing spot would be Philly. Would it be wise to With go ben ahead Simmons. and put a wager on Philly now mm-hmm. to win the Eastern Conference and to win it all? Because if they get Dame, then the, 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 of course your odds are going to drop significantly. And get ahead of that. So team few you see right there, uh, the Sixers to win the East nine to one at DraftKings to win it all, uh, twenty two to one. I mean, look if Dame goes to Philadelphia, they're the favorites. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. 
Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Dame Lillard, yeah. Curry, little brother. Like they got a bunch of other pieces. I don't know what they'd have to give up. I mean, and they, I don't. I don't know that Ben Simmons they, I mean, is a, a, a one for one swap with Dame Lillard. Well, but the the, the offers that Philadelphia has been putting out there, reportedly, <laughs> they think he's more than a one for one. They think they should be, you know, getting more. Uh, but uh, that would be a fascinating situation, um, and certainly Dame. I mean, I, I would love to see him in that. Yeah, situation. I think I'm gonna go ahead and put and, and make that make that wager today. All right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I was just thinking about that because I don't see any other landing spot that makes sense. Because even if he was sent to Boston for Jalen Brown or somebody, I don't mm-hmm. think that's enough to get Boston, you know, over the hump. Philly's the one team where if that trade's made, in my opinion at least, now they can go bucket for bucket with the Bucks when healthy. Bucks, and I mean, who knows if Kyrie's ever going to play this yeah, who's year? Who's Kyrie? <laughs> exactly. That's what people in Brooklyn are saying. Yeah, we right talk now. about players that play. <laughs> uh, Golden State's odds are down to six to one. I. You know, to win it all, that's not bad, in my opinion. Yeah. I, it's not and, bad. The and way know, they're playing. And I know Clay's coming back. I just have questions about the Warriors in a seven-game series. Now, look, they've done it before, obviously. Multiple times, by mo- the way. Well, two of those times they had Kevin Durant. Uh, Still the Warriors, right? That was the jersey he had on. That was? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just checking. He's He was pretty good, though. He was MVP of both those series that they won. Um, they had won two before he got there. They had won one. They lost one. Okay. Lost to the Cavs. So, uh, I mean, look, Steph's playing out of his mind. I think it's six to one. It's it's a pass for me, but I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. They're twenty and four right now. Phoenix is playing really well. Uh, Phoenix ten to one as well. So, I, I think there's a. I think that that's the way you need to look. If you can get a long shot odds, uh, and and he gets traded there, those odds are gonna. It's sliced in half. And if you don't, if he doesn't get traded, you still have a, a good ticket on a team that, what were they, some kind of way the Hawks beat them or they were in the ES, Eastern Conference Finals yeah, last year. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I had the, yeah. I had the so, Sixers to win that series. I actually, had, money. I actually got Milwaukee Bucks last year, 16-1. Uh, nice. To win the NBA championship. Beautiful. I actually watched this. First time I was ever in Derek Stevens' beautiful circle sports book mm-hmm. was game six of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. And I had my ticket in my pocket. I didn't bet it here. I actually had a proxy bet it at Venetian. Okay. But I watched the game here. The place was crazy. I was watching that game in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Watching, uh, watching the Bucks take care of business. Then I was in Milwaukee the day of the parade. Nice. Did yeah. you go? Uh, no. <laughs> Getting out of town. I don't, I, don't, I don't do parades. I'm good. I've been in a couple of them, so they're actually pretty good if you're on I, the floats. I have not. Yeah, I have not. I've not been invited to be in a parade, a championship. I parade. did Mardi Gras. Yeah, I was like the the head guy at one of the Mardi Gras parades. Should have won the Heisman Trophy in 1998. Who you telling? All right, let's get to uh, let's get to a little exercise that uh, Aaron Oster, our producer, uh, suggested, and we said, yeah, it's a good idea. So let's get to the NFC. I don't want to do this because <laughs> I couldn't find the out. I couldn't find the out. You want to pull up cigar bets? Nope. I mean, I, we can if you want. No, I'm good. Are you sure? All right, come on. All right, uh, NFC, who will make the playoffs? We've got some odds there. Who will win the division? I think the divisions are pretty pretty straightforward. Um, we've got Packers, Bucks, Cards, Cowboys, all four of those teams currently leading their division. And, Sean, you and I both all believe that they will all come true. Packers and Buccaneers, I think they're going to lock it up within a week or two. Cowboys, things get a little interesting if they lose this weekend to Washington. I really need Washington to start losing 
uh, this is annoying. Did my predictions ever make it to like the, the actual television feed? I, I don't know. I saw him on the Oh, yeah, I saw him on the side. Okay. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There you go. That's what the people want to see. Yeah, people. Yeah. So, my, so the Rams, a wild card team, Sean. Yeah. So, what's that about? Earlier in the show, I said that this kind of ruined my day mm. because I don't think the Rams are very good. I think Matthew Stafford is extremely overrated. I think the Rams' run defense is one of the worst in the National Football League. But because they got off to such a great start, and the majority of the rest of the NFC outside of about four teams didn't. I just couldn't make the numbers make sense. Mm. I tried to, if Seattle got hot or Minnesota got hot or Carolina or Atlanta, like I tried every possible scenario and none of them like were, none of them made any sense unless the Rams like go one and four down the stretch. And even then, like some other teams had to really, really pick it up. So. I so think it, you're going to win that cigar bet because I do it, think the Rams are going to end up making the playoffs. They're going to – I don't I mean, care. The car is going to barely get there, but it's going to get inside the gate right before it closes. It's almost like when you said that and I said, who's going to get in other than them when you look at their record? Well, I was feeling myself that yeah, day. Yeah, you were. That's, yeah. that's all right. You know, genius is lonely. Some, some people told me that. Now – all right, so the, you hold got, on. Now, you the, got Washington making it, though, and I think that's interesting. And I was this close, this close mm-hmm. to having Washington as the NFC East division winner. They, if because they, win they still this, play the Dallas they, twice. twice. They still play the Cowboys twice. If they win this weekend, Sean, it gets really interesting. It does. It gets really interesting. It's, Man, Washington. What are we doing? You were two and six, and you're really gonna do this now. Oh yeah, you're, that ticket's dead. Uh, I need the Eagles. So Washington has two games with the Eagles, two games with the Giants. Uh, sorry, two games with the Eagles, two games with the Cowboys. That's our next four games. Right. They and then one with the Giants. They got yeah, they're gonna win that game. Right. The Cowboys have two at Washington, one with the Giants, one with the Eagles, but they have Arizona in there. Yeah. The problem is Dallas has a two-game lead already. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much have to believe that Washington's going four and one down the stretch at minimum, and both wins are against and, Dallas. And the four out of the four wins, two of them are going to be the Cowboys. I just don't know if they can beat the Cowboys twice in three weeks. Hopefully, they lose twice to the Cowboys. And why are you hating on Washington? Because I have under eight and a half wins. Yeah, that's dead. Not dead. It's dead. Go Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, you and the mustache going to fall out. Yeah, dude, come on. You see how fired up he was? All right, my wild card teams, I did not enjoy this exercise in the wild card. I really like, I mean, the Rams are just going to get in. 49ers, I like the way that they're playing right now. However, uh, San Francisco, what's their strength of schedule here? It's middle of the pack. Rams, Titans, but I like I like them in both of those games. Bengals. And they play the Texans and Falcons. So I like the 49ers. I think they're playing better. And then it was either Washington or Philadelphia. One of those teams is getting in. I'm betting on my bet. We'll come home. And that is Washington tripping over itself. So You should go bet a million on the Rams. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Why would I bet a million on the Rams? To be in the, make the playoffs. Nah. Minus 1,000. Pick up easy. I'm good. I'm good. I got a I got a one for one cigar bet going on. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, I got that one in the book. Cincinnati made the playoff too, at with an undefeated record. Victory!
go to the AFC. A little more changing on the other side. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th, less than a week. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99. Beeson.com backslash subscribe. Beeson.com slash subscribe. I'll be uh, have a couple games written up in there. I'll be writing up the Pinstripe Bowl, Battle of the Hokies and the Terps. Is that Louisiana? Pinstripe is, uh, that would be New York City. Oh, yeah, New York. That's right. Been to the Pinstripe Bowl. Yeah, that's right. I've uh, sat in that stadium and watched. Where do they play that game? Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Yep. Uh, It'll be cold. And uh, Aaron Oster will be flying back east to check out his Terps. How's Michael Oxley feeling? You were just talking to him. He's good, man. They're excited. They're fired up. Hokies and Terps. Uh, By the way, I don't know if you saw this today. Mm -hmm. And this is a death blow, in my opinion, Uh to uh, Brian Kelly. Corey Raymond. Yeah, he's going to Florida. Going to Florida. Yep. I saw that, and he was initially reportedly going to stay yeah. on that staff. You've seen all the DBs that have come out of LSU? Corey <laughs> Raymond recruited every one of them. I believe they call that DBU. That is a huge loss. Huge. I, and this, I, I, I think Brian Kelly is a very, very accomplished coach. I think this is a bad fit, just uh, – Program wise, but we'll see. I don't don't hate the player, hate the game. I take the ninety five million, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, a couple tweets uh, that I just want to throw your way before we get back to uh, our predictions for uh, the AFC to play out. Kenny White also going to join us top of the hour. John Canzano, who is as piped in with Oregon as anyone out there, columnist for the Oregonian, just tweeted out. Actually, has a couple tweets. Last 15 minutes is what he's tweeted. Mm-hmm. Oregon has asked permission to interview Cal head coach Justin Wilcox. Waste of time. Oregon has talked to BYU coach Kalani Sataki about their coaching vacancy. That makes sense. Oregon is also talking with at least two other candidates. One of those is in the NFL. Joe Brady. Ooh. It makes sense. Young. You know, I, I'm, I'm telling you this. As a head coach, is he ready to run a program, Joe Brady? Well, I mean. 32. By the way, you know who should call, who, who should be wooing Joe Brady? Mario Cristobal. He's a Miami guy. That offense. Yeah. That would yeah. be, be a good fit. Yeah. Brian Kelly should also be wooing Joe Brady. Hey, come on back. Let's run it back. He's going to be a hot commodity if he wants to go back to college football. He is. Um, you said earlier in the show, and I, I know we'll get back to the AFC here. 
But you said earlier in the show, Oregon is not really a great job. Well, I'm not. When that's I'm not putting words. I didn't didn't say it's not a great job. You said it's 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 not as sexy as it once was. Right, as sexy as it once was. Yeah, It, it just isn't. Like there are some great aspects that go along with being the head coach at Oregon, but there are a lot of things that are extremely difficult. Especially for guys that are married with kids, that have families, and you're not into like the outdoorsy, like walking like the trails in the mountains and <laughs> stuff. Sounds great like, to me. Right. I it's, love it. Oh, it sounds awesome. It's not a lot of other stuff to do there. <laughs> Kalani Sataki, that makes sense. I think he has hit his peak at yeah. BYU. It makes a lot They're of sense. They're top 15 in the country yeah. right now. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So. If you had to handicap it, would you say Kalani Sataki is the favorite to be the next head coach of Oregon? No. Who would you say? They actually should bring back Willie Tiger. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. I'm just saying. I think After Willie, he left, the way that he left? I know what I think Willie learned his lesson. He's probably one of the few guys that could really, really compete with Lincoln Riley on the recruiting trail in the state of and California. bring you up there to be their no, quarterback's no, no, coach. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I love the great people of the state of Oregon, but nah, I'm not going to live there. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, the AFC. We just talked about the NFC. Not too many disagreements. Sean thinks Washington will make the playoffs. I think the Eagles, but pretty much other than that, everything stayed the same. This, the AFC, uh, a little different. How about this? I mean, just think about a couple weeks ago. I've been doing weekly reads, uh, updating the AFC East standings for the Yes Network, and it was always the Bills are minus 2,000 to win the division, minus 1,500, and now, Sean, they are minus 265 to win that division. You've been on it for quite some time, mm-hmm. uh, so I give type, uh, doff my cap to you. Um, I didn't really disagree with it. I just thought maybe it was too far to come back. The Bills stub their toe a bunch. They lose... Uh, in a game in which Mac Jones threw his three passes. So, Patriots to win the division, I think you and I are in agreement there. Mm -hmm. The AFC North is fascinating to me because the Steelers just beat the Ravens. Right. They're 6-5-1. The Bengals are getting better. The Ravens have the lead in the division. But, Sean, if you look at just strength of schedule remaining, the two teams with the hardest schedules left, Cleveland and Baltimore. Baltimore has Green Bay, the Rams, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns all remaining on that schedule. That is tough. Cincinnati's schedule is no cakewalk. Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco, Browns, and Broncos. I, I didn't know. I just I just said Bengals. Uh, yeah, Bengals have won head-to-head, and I said Bengals. Yeah, it was more of a play for me on Mike Tomlin. You know, just I trust Mike. When there's adverse conditions and everything seems to be discombobulated from the outside looking in, he kind of finds a way to right the ship and get the ship, you know, to the destination. So I think they understand that probably only one team's coming out of the North because they all play each other. So you probably got to win that division to make the playoffs. I know Baltimore has a slight cushion, but. You know, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with, with Roethlisberger. Maybe they rally around the fact that this is the last stretch with him in a Steeler uniform. So Pittsburgh's 14-1 to 1 right now in DraftKings yeah, to win they the are. division. They are. They have the longest odds. They have double the longest odds of anyone in that division. Cleveland's 6-1, to 1, which I think is crazy. Maybe it's liability built in. Uh, but Pittsburgh's sitting there at 
14 to 1 to win the division. Titans, both you and I agree here, minus 2,500. This, yeah. uh, and I want to take the Colts because I think the Colts are the better team now, but because the Titans have already beaten them twice, mm-hmm. I just don't see mathematically how, how it, it happens. And the Titans, based on remaining strength of schedule, just uh, winning percentage, easiest schedule in, in the NFL. They have right. Steelers, 49ers, Texans, Jags, and Dolphins all remaining. Now, the Dolphins are playing better. Uh, Dolphins have a bye week, then they should go to – Seven and seven uh, following that. But, uh, you know, I have a ticket in pocket. Titans to win the division. It was getting a little nerve-wracking there, the <laughs> uh, way they were playing. Yes, it But was. I think, like you said, the fact that they have the head-to-head, that's that's the differentiator there. So you really need to overcome, uh, obviously, that as well. And, and the Colts losing uh, was, was big. Um, and then what else we got here? Um, AFC West. I went Chargers. I went Chiefs. I flipped it up just a little bit here. Yeah. I kind of was tomato, tomato. But I'm just – and I just saw on the ticker that uh, Mike Williams has been added to the uh, the COVID list. Mm. So now Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are on the COVID list for Sunday. So keep your eyes on how that plays out. But, you know, they got the Giants in town with, I'm assuming, that Who's the third-string quarterback there? <laughs> Did Mike Glennon, you know, get banged up? And Daniel Jones is out, so I don't, I don't know, man. But I just took the charges. I could, I took a flyer on Justin Herbert. Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm. Wow. Jake from State Fromm. You know what Jake Fromm is known for? Uh, yes, making Justin Fields transfer. Oh, uh, yes, Joe Burrow to LSU. If Kirby Smart does the right thing and starts Justin Fields over Jake Fromm, because Justin Fields is better than Jake Fromm, Correct. Justin never leaves mm-hmm. and goes Ohio State, which means Burrow doesn't leave Ohio State and go to LSU. And yeah. Kirby more than likely probably has a national championship now. Now, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I thought Burrow left when Haskins got the job. No, no, no. He left when Fields got there. Okay. Um, yeah. That that was a uh, but no, I mean, look. Kirby was really smart. Because back then you had to sit when you transferred. So, remember, Fields sat behind. No. Fields got a waiver. He played right away. That's right. It was him and Tate Martell in the battle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Vegas' own Tate Martell. All right. There you go. There's uh, our look at our AFC. Who are your wild cards? Chiefs, Ravens, and Colts? Yeah. I got Ravens, Colts, and uh, hold on. Bills. There you go. It is the nightcap, Kenny White. We talk some bowl games, some value spots. He'll join us next right here on the nightcap. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.